from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, the opening 14 verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. I've had a couple of people comment, you've already got your ashes, Andy. And my standard statement, which is both a joke and also true, I've got a lot more to repent of than y'all. So I, I, I need all the additional signs of repentance that I can possibly have. Uh, it's kind of like when I was in Philadelphia, I had a, a lady that, that um, outside of Philadelphia, my church out there, I had a lady that came to church every time the doors were open. And I was picking with her. I said, you know, you're always here. She said, well, Brother Andy, some folks just need more church than the rest of us. And so some of us need more ashes than the rest of us. Today's Ash Wednesday. It's an interesting day for Ash Wednesday, isn't it? That weird juxtaposition of Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. I'm sure no man looked on the calendar and said, ooh, Ash Wednesday at church. Eddie's cooking. Yeah. It's the best Valentine's Day meal I ever had, you know. Maybe next time this happens, whatever happens again, we can get candles on the table to kind of set the mood for Valentine's Day meal. But this is Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday together, which is an interesting, an interesting combination. So I don't know about you, but I felt a little uh, just weird in my soul today. Because on one hand, it's Valentine's Day, and we want to celebrate love, and we want—I mean, I'm wearing I'm wearing socks with sasquatches and hearts on them that my wife gave me this morning. I mean, so, you know, it's Valentine's Day. We want to enjoy and laugh and, and, and enjoy love and enjoy being with those that we love. But yet also, it's Ash Wednesday. And as I, I, I put out, I shared a blog this week that some of you read, and I talk about one of my struggles with Ash Wednesday and with Lent is that I want people to experience grace. But yet within Ash Wednesday in Lent, there's this almost heaviness with the reality of sin. And so I don't know about you, maybe it's just me, but I felt this weird, almost turmoil in my soul today when thinking through Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day together on the same day. And then, of course, I was speaking with some of y'all during the meal. This, the real 
importance of today is that for you baseball fans out there, pitchers and catchers reported spring training is here. So come on, that's what really we need to celebrate. So a day of love and a day that is stark with darkness. And if you've, you know, we can't get away from the news today, can we? If you were like me, you felt your phone shake in your pocket so many times. If you've got a smart watch, you felt your watch kind of shake and you read about another horrific tragedy. Then we read mouth agape. Praying the prayers that Christians have prayed for millennia. How long, O oh Lord? The book of Revelation ends with a prayer that huh, I think we all feel tonight. Maranatha, Lord, come quickly, Lord. How long? How long? How long must darkness reign? How, mu- how long must we keep getting news alerts on our phone that break our heart. So you add that into the equation. Ash Wednesday. Valentine's Day. Darkness in the world. If you go back and look at history, there was no more optimistic time in really modern world history than the 1880s, 1890s, that, that period. You saw, you begin to see social reformation taking place across America and Europe. Uh, America that had, it had exited out of the Civil War. It was on the path towards becoming a true global superpower. And you began to see all over America this, this optimistic notion of, man, things are just going to get better and better and better and better. And it's just going to be paradise upon the earth. And the Lord will return and just find paradise waiting on him when he returns back. Wow, that's what's going to happen. And then the 20th century happened. And the Holocaust and Cambodia, and famine, and starvation, and disease, and illness, and sickness. And you see now, we've reached a place of almost nihilism, where we just kind of expect bad things to happen, don't we? <laughs> I mean, we, we're almost numbed to the darkness. We almost expect the darkness. And maybe there's even a sense of relief on a day when there is no darkness. We feel so heavied by the darkness sometimes. So I think it's a beautiful thing, actually, for today to be Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. Because, friends, we we have a choice. We have a choice to make with darkness. So much of our life is standing at the crossroads and saying, there is darkness and there is light. And we have a choice with darkness. And the choice with darkness is this. We can do what is tempting. We can do what so many do. We can do what maybe even the world wants us to do. And we can give into the darkness. We can say, yep, darkness wins. What can I possibly do against this darkness? 
What can I possibly provide? What can I possibly hope to do? Darkness wins. And we can give in to darkness. And we can give in to cynicism. And we can give in to angst. And we can give in to hatred. We can give in to anger. We can give in to hopelessness. And that's easy. And frankly, it makes sense. It's probably the right choice, to be honest with you, isn't it? And we're all so dark. But y'all, we're people of resurrection. We're people of light. We're people of hope. We're people that do not give in to the darkness. And the only way the darkness triumphs is if you let it. As I've shared with you before, the great thing about darkness is that it does not exist. Darkness is nothing but the absence of light. And when light enters into darkness, darkness must flee. That's what Jesus taught us, didn't he? That's what we heard tonight. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The very Son of God entering into the darkness. The light has entered, and darkness has not overcome it. We serve a God who saw the complexity and the intricacies and the realities of human darkness. And that God did not turn a blind eye to our darkness, but that God entered into our darkness to redeem us from the darkness. And has given us as believers that same mission of reconciliation to pull others out from the darkness. So yes, y'all, every alert on your phone Every status on Facebook, every tweet you read, every Snapchat you get, every text you see may call you over and over and over and over to the darkness. But that is not who we are. We are people of light. We are people of hope. And we are people of resurrection. And we cannot, we must not, we shall not give in to the darkness. As Aragon said in Lord of the Rings, there may come a day when the courage of man fails. But it will not be this day. We will not give in to the darkness. So I think Valentine's and Ash Wednesday together are a perfect combination. Because I think in those two days we see two responses to darkness. We see the response of St. Valentine. You read a lot about his tradition and legend, and and there's so many things we read about Valentine in church history, but one of the main things we see is that that the story that I've always liked attributed to Valentine's is as Christians were in prison, waiting to be executed by Rome, Valentine would marry off the Christians who were in prison waiting to die. That he knew that love in that moment was greater than the darkness. He would, he would marry, the, marry these believers off. And, he, and he, he, in doing that, it was in a, a rebellion against Rome. The world was dark. Rome was literally executing Christians. It seemed like this ragtag group of believers from Judea could not stand against the might of imperial Rome. 
But Valentine understood that in this act of quiet, understated, gracious love, darkness flees. Valentine met the darkness head on with his life. And while, yes, it did cost him, he experienced freedom by living out the light in that moment. Valentine's Day shows us that we must not run away from the darkness as believers, not take our light and hide it under a bushel, but take it out for all the world to see. For there is still a bomb in Gilead. And there is still a Redeemer who saves the world. And there is still a hope greater than any darkness. Sometimes the world is looking to us as believers and as the church and asking this question. Do y'all really believe that? Do y'all really believe that whole resurrection business? Do y'all really believe that all all that hope business? Do y'all really believe all that grace business? And we must run into the darkness with the light of our Savior leading the way. Say, yes, we do. (laughs) We believe in a Jesus who restores families. We believe in a Jesus who redeems the brokenhearted. And we believe in a Jesus who stands with those whose hearts are broken in Florida and across the world and says, I weep with you. When you pass through the waters, you'll not be over what you'll not be drowned. You pass through the fires, you'll not be consumed. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. For he is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. That's where we find our God in the midst of the darkness. So we see that in Valentine, this challenge to go run into the darkness. But we see in As Wednesday that the only fight we have with darkness is not out there in the world. I like to focus on the darkness outside in the world. I don't like to focus on the darkness inside of me. I don't like to focus on my darkness, on my brokenness, on the creeping cynicism that nips at my soul, on the fear that robs my joy, on the worries that weigh me down over and over and over again. And so if Valentine calls us to go into the world with our light held high to, 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 to extinguish the darkness in the world, Ash Wednesday says, no, no, Andy. <laughs> You're taking that speck out your neighbor's eye. You got a plank in your own, son, you need to take out. Ash Wednesday calls us to look at our own souls. And to see the darkness that lays therein. 
Mama used to always say, there by the grace of God go I. And I believe that. There by the grace of God go I. Because the, the fight we wage is not, not just against the darkness in the world, but it's against the darkness in ourselves that calls us to our darker angel, that, that calls us to give in to the darkness in the world. As Wednesday beckons us, look within. Look within. Look within. And that's where fasting calls us to. The text we read tonight, we see in this that Jesus Christ is present with us now. The word has become flesh and dwelt among us, and he dwells here with us now. Fasting, disciplines, praying, looking inward. It's like it takes the glasses and puts it on our souls and lets us see. If the darkness is deep inside of me, I can't see Christ in you. I can't see Christ in the least of these. I can't see Christ beckoning me others. Because sometimes I spend so much time looking inward, looking at me, looking at my stuff, that I forget to lift up my eyes to the hills from whence does my help come and to look at you. And to look at Christ in you. And to love you. And to care for you. And to be there for you. That's what darkness does, doesn't it? It pulls us down. It destroys our hope. And Valentine's Day, Nash Wednesday says, no, no. As Jesus told the disciples, not so among you. We're called to take our light to the world. We're called to take the light within ourselves. And that's my prayer for you this Ash Wednesday. It's my prayer for all of us among in Lent. Repentance is a gift, y'all. Repentance is God reaching out to us saying, come home. Come home. You who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, oh, sinner. Come home. Repentance is God's gift calling us to himself. Tonight you get to lay it on the altar. All your brokenness. All your fear. All the darkness that you're trying so hard to keep down. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Because only his light can drive out the darkness in the world. And only his light can drive out the darkness in us. As we enter into these 40 days of Lent, may we allow Christ's light to shine deep in our souls. As we fast, as we pray, as we serve, as we live out his grace. May his light call us into his world full of hope. And may his light also drive out the darkness within us. 
that we can perfectly love God and perfectly love our neighbor. Will tonight we stand at that crossroad, darkness and light, which path will we choose? Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your grace among us. We thank you for your love that knows no bounds. We thank you for your power, which is new each morning. Father God, today and always, may we choose light. May we choose your light. May we choose your hope. May we choose your grace. We love you. We ask it in Jesus' sweet and holy name. Amen.